Welcome to the Gifters Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Kai. This podcast is sponsored by the GPS Online Program, which teaches you how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business. For more information, go to ChristopherKai.com. Our guest today is Renee Strauss. She's a wedding industry veteran, entrepreneur, and also a great friend of mine. Renee, welcome to our show today. Thank you, Chris. I'm so happy to be connecting with you. So this is why this show is so powerful, Renee. I know a few days ago on a weekend, at least that's when I checked the message. Usually my team checks it, but I just happened to be scrolling through LinkedIn. I saw your message saying, Christopher, it's so amazing to see you. And I'm like, wow, I haven't talked to Renee in so many years. I actually have notes when I meet people and we met seven years ago. So I called Renee up on the phone. Renee, how are you? And here we are because the whole point of me sharing this is that this podcast is about sharing stories. It's about sharing your story and about being inspired by people who have great stories. And Renee is one of those people, when I first met her, she has this vibrancy, her energy, but she's also a very successful entrepreneur. And like all things, someone can be in business for a year or two, but Renee is a veteran in an industry that's very challenging. So Renee, if you wouldn't mind, just share some of the backstory about how you started your own companies. Wow, thank you, Chris. Years ago, decades ago, um, I started a luxury retail bridal salon in Beverly Hills. And we had beautiful windows that had beautiful displays. And I really capitalized on that location. And over time, because we were located on the main boulevard in Beverly Hills, which is Wilshire Boulevard, I had a lot of TV, movie, and commercial production people coming into my store. And I started doing wardrobe for movies, television, commercial productions. The ones I'm most famous for are, I designed the wedding gown for the Guns N' Roses video, November wow. Rain. Wow. And I did the father of the bride and I designed all the wardrobe. So I, I was really, for years, I designed soap opera wardrobe for weddings. And over time, I had so many requests from clients that wanted me to do more than just do the wardrobe for their weddings. So I started uh, to incorporate some wedding planning in my business for the very high-end clients. And then the industry itself went through a big shakeup and we needed to find other things to really keep us at the top of the market on the tip of the tongue of our clients. So I started going to Europe to import, wet, import wedding gowns. So I was importing wedding gowns. I was doing some wedding production, some actual wedding planning. Um, and one of the biggest weddings I ever did was at the Vatican in Rome, which was amazing because here's this Jewish girl from Beverly Hills at the Vatican doing this wedding. And it was just like so cool. And one thing has led to another. And over time, when reality TV shows got really big, I got my own television show called Brides of Beverly Hills on TLC. Well, that sort of changed everything. It really opened up opportunity internationally on a much bigger level. It was so funny. During all the years that I was in bridal retail, I used to walk around my salon and it was a beautiful bridal salon, about 8,000 square feet. We had about 17 dressing rooms. It was big and it was- 17. <laughs> Yeah, I was busy. I mean, lots of brides, lots of mothers of the bride. Yikes, they were they were a challenge, but we got through it. 
And I always used to walk around the store saying, I need to do something more than this. I need to break out of the four walls. And you know, self-fulfilling prophecies uh, really come true because I didn't realize that the way I would break through the walls would be through a television show. And that led to a really big opportunity because I had been flying to Europe to the four major luxury uh, markets for fashion for years as a guest of the trade commissions for several countries. And one of them was Italy. And the offices in New York, and every time I'd go to New York on a buying trip, I'd visit them and we'd go out to lunch and they became really big fans of the show. So the trade commission contacted me and asked me if they could give my credentials to the Italian tourism board, which wow. of course I'm excited about. I ended up shuttering brick and mortar and going into this opportunity with the Italian Tourism Board as the North American Destination Wedding Ambassador, wow. bringing groups of wedding planners to Italy to highlight their five-star luxury properties. While I was doing that, my daughter, Pamela, was living in Israel at the time. That's the startup capital. She was doing startups with a bunch of companies and was on her way to London to do another launch. And I said, Pamela, wait, meet me in Europe. Let's spend some time in Italy. Let's rent a car. Let's be like Thelma and Louise, except not the same ending. Let's drive through Italy for spend five weeks. Let's visit luxury properties. Let's see if we can turn this into another business. And we did. And we spent five weeks. We took a car, we were driving everywhere. We even shipped the car from the mainland of Italy to Sicily, we spent time there. And at the end, we had visited 150 properties and wow. we had a bunch that were interested in doing something with us because my visibility was very big, but nobody had any idea what it would be. Fast forward, we got back to the US, Pamela ended up moving back to LA and we came up with the concept Wetaways. At first, we built out a platform that we thought would be B to C. Just provide opportunity for consumers to see beautiful properties in Italy. And uh, so we built a website. Well, we invested a lot of money. We bootstrapped that launch. And as soon as we launched it, literally 24 hours after we launched it, I realized this is not what we should have done. It's wrong after all of that. So we pulled the site. We revamped it, we launched it again, and we decided that the way to scale the business was to work B2B with wedding planners because they could do 10 or 12 weddings a year. And if we work with a group of those, a handful to start, we could really do some nice business. Well, that's what we did. We launched the new website, which has had a second iteration again. So we've, since 2015, we've had three website iterations. We started working with wedding planners and then we added travel services rather than just the venue search, the buyout of the property or the room blocks of the property. We started adding travel services as a whole and booking honeymoons for the clients as well. Pamela leads the travel team. She has a team of three people that work under her. She does that. My job is to, of course, watch the website, bring in all the new venues. We are now in 25 countries. We have uh, 220 international luxury properties that we feature. Uh, we have a co-publishing opportunity with Design Destinations Magazine. We publish twice annually. It's a wedding edition where we feature our luxury properties. 
We lead fam trips for our wedding planners, which are familiarization trips that we bring them around the world to actually go to destinations, learn about the destinations, learn about the properties. But last year, because of COVID, we had to cancel eight of those fam trips. So we started a Wedaways Getaways webinar series, which we've done many. They live on our on our uh, on our search engine wedaways.com, and also on our YouTube channel. We visit our properties that way. But this month, let's see, in April, we're starting our fam trips again. We're going to stay north in North America this year because of the travel restrictions, but we're very excited about doing that. And we provide our properties and our wedding planners with style shoots so we can hook up wedding planners and properties and we can actually send photographers to the destination and to the property and build out fabulous collateral for them so their images are more beautiful. So we are busy birdies. Well, Renee, I'm going to just break down some of those things because again, I want our listeners to really learn from you, grow from you and be inspired by you. So first of all, thank you so much for sharing your, your story and your journey. And personally, I've had many family members have weddings and relatives and friends have weddings and anyone that is planning it married, hire a wedding planner because it just makes your experience so much better. And that being said, your story of starting from one place in Beverly Hills and having a physical store and then having a show in terms of visibility and then pivoting online with your daughter. The point is anyone that's listening, it doesn't matter what business you want to create. Maybe you don't live in Beverly Hills. Maybe you don't go to the same cool hotel that Renee and I met at in Bel Air. And I was in Beverly Hills as well at the time. And the point is look at her journey. She didn't say, oh my gosh, this is happening. Therefore, I can't figure out what's going on. It's like, no, I have to pivot, I have to go online, I have to figure out scalability. But I love how you were just very specific with how you communicated your journey, but also your level of enthusiasm and articulation. Because again, so many people, if they have a business, you have to convey that you're confident and you're clear on what you're offering. And you're crystal clear on that. So let's talk about some of the more darker things and sadder things, because again, entrepreneurship, as you know, is not always easy. So during those tough times, how do you feel you dealt with it? And I think we'll, we'll, we'll focus on the visibility. Everyone thinks they want to be on TV, but when you become famous, I've had stalkers and I don't even, I'm not even that famous per se, but once you start putting yourself in the public view, people will hit on you, call you a sham, all these different things. And they start, and you don't even know them. <laughs> so I'm curious in this current day and age do we have, how did you deal with some of that stuff? Of course, I love you but some people might have a different opinion, right? For better, for wrong. So I'm curious, how do you feel you dealt, you dealt with that stuff? The fact is I'm a very sensitive person mm -hmm. and I don't respond well to negativity or you know anything that could be hurtful. I, even though I've been in business as long as I have, I should have like all my weight should be in the thick skin that I should have developed, which it's not, um, but Thankfully, I surround myself with people like you that are very positive and that are very encouraging. And I've always looked for opportunity, but never being an opportunist. Yeah. So if something sounded like it made sense, like when you and I met at the luxury property in Bel Air, I was doing an ambassadorship for them to bring visibility to their property for weddings. And it just so happened that they invited me to attend this C-suite quarterly event, which was really out of the scope of what I was doing. But 
I said, why not? You know, I'm here on property. I'd love to go. I'd love to meet more people. And I did it because I always keep the door open. You have to keep the door open and allow yourself to be exposed to opportunities. Sometimes you choose the wrong opportunity and it doesn't pan out. Um, and I've done that many times in my career, but I have to say my husband, Michael, is my greatest cheerleader, my greatest fan. Even if I make a mistake and, and it doesn't pan out or it doesn't turn out the way I was hoping it would be, he always says to me, you know what, don't worry, and tomorrow's another day, you know, Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind, tomorrow's another day, and it's going to get better, and you just keep plugging away, and honestly, I don't think I've ever stopped in my tracks. I have always been in motion. I've always been, my ears are up at the starting gate, my eyes are open, and I have a philosophy, Christopher, I look to add value before I expect anything to come of it. If I can just keep giving, 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 not with even the intention of receiving from that giving, but just giving, just being that type of spirit, opportunity comes your way as long as you notice it, as long as you are aware of it. And then it's, you know, I think over all the years that I've been in business, having mentored so many young people and launched so many careers for people, um, I, I've learned, I hear myself answering the questions correctly. And it, and it didn't happen because I studied something. It happened because of experience. Yeah. No, it's great. Just really surround yourself with good people because frankly, you and I, we've never done business together, but it was all about that vibe. We connected, you came to the homeless youth program. I started at homeless shelter. You spoke there and we've, we've, we've really, I don't even talk, we don't even talk that, that much, but it's the spirit that you have that many, many years later, it's great. So I encourage our viewers really to learn from you and really just surround yourself with people. So if let's say at this point, we're going through a tough time, you have pivoted in various iterations what do you encourage people? Let's say they want to have a, a global business like you, both on and offline. Any specific suggestions? Because U.S. is one market, globally is different. You mentioned there are four markets in Europe. What, what were those four markets? Is it Italy, uh, Italy, France, and what are the two other ones? Italy, France, Spain, and the U.K. Oh, and okay. I would go to those. Yeah, and it's so funny because when I realized what happened was I've had so many things happen in my career where we were literally in shock and didn't know what we were going to do to survive. And the very first big one was in the early 90s when Vera Wang became the bridal designer and sold very selectively to retail stores. And I wasn't one of them. And I had this store with a million dollars worth of inventory and no dresses that anybody wanted because Vera Wang only sold to my competitor down the street and nobody was walking through my doors. That's how I decided to go to Europe and find other opportunities. So, and in those days there, we were just at the cusp of internet and there was nothing online yet. I mean, I think we just had fax machines and um, it's so crazy. And so I actually, I flew I looked at the library. I tried to pull some information from the Beverly Hills Library. I ended up just buying a ticket. And at this time I had four kids under six years old. Wow. And, and it was tough. And I went to Europe for three weeks. I went to London and I went to one of the hotels and I asked the concierge to help me. 
I said, can you help me find the best bridal designers in London? And I took one of their little conference rooms, little, and I invited different vendors, different designers in London who only maybe had a little brick and mortar shop of their own to show me their line. And I selected, I picked and chose a few dresses and imported them. And then I did the same thing in Milan. And I did the same thing in Paris. Just like I took a chance. I didn't know anything. I didn't, I mean, of course I speak English, but I didn't speak Italian or French at that time I spoke decent Spanish now my Spanish is very good but um so I did that that's how I, I started I just took a chance and I did it as inexpensively as I possibly could and it turned out because I capitalized on my location speaking of brick and mortar in these days I had the clientele coming through my door that did wardrobe for like soap operas and commercials and so I had the, the various clientele that could come into me looking for something special that wouldn't necessarily be a real bride. So in my case, that was fortunate. Um, and then I, I had so many things happen to me over the career. I ended up going through a divorce where I almost lost everything and, and survived that and was able to build on uh, build again. And, um, and then when I shot first season of my television show, uh, we shot first season, it was great. It was fabulous and fun. And then the show wrapped and the way it works in TV is that you don't necessarily know if you have second season. So we wrapped in I think May or June of the first year we shot and I didn't hear anything. And I was really at the end of my love of brick and mortar, things were changing. It was 2011 and business wasn't like it used to be. So I, I ended up selling my building because it was a good time to sell. I could still clear a good profit. And I figured I'm gonna end on a high note. <laughs> and the day after I closed escrow, I found out that I got second season. So, I mean, the timing was insane. So it worked out that I was able to make a deal with the production company that they would move me into another location and shoot the show in another location. So, but it didn't happen overnight. I mean, these were a lot of conversations, a lot of tears. So you just, you have to look for opportunity and know what to do with things when they come through your door. And, and sometimes if you're not sure, it's good to talk to a friend who's got experience. And I'm, uh, and I'm an ear and a shoulder for anyone who's trying to, you know, get, get through a tough time because it takes a positive attitude. And it, you know, when you have a lot of experience, you have to apply that experience. Yeah. Renee, thank you so much for being on our show today. I definitely want to let our viewers know that if they have your sense of enthusiasm, but also what they call old school hustle, <laughs> flying somewhere, getting there. I've done that many, 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 many times in my life all around the world. And that's where when you step out of your comfort level, that's where your dreams are. So Renee, thank you so much for being on our show today. How can our guests connect with you, stay in touch with you and one day hire you and your daughter? I love it. Thank you so much. Well, our email address, you can contact me, Renee at wetaways.com. And I'm always available. And uh, Christopher, you are amazing. I'm just so jazzed. Thank you for listening to the Gifters Podcast. If you want to learn how to turn your story into a successful speaking and online coaching business, go to ChristopherKai.com to learn more.